podcast i'm your host isaiah jackson jr and you already know on the other corner the other side of the ring the other man on the microphone Devin Lee Crimes, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty amazing. So amazing. It's a, I come down. I'm done. <laughs> right, right. No, it's it's high energy here. That's what we that's what we're here for. It's high energy. But now, now I have to I have to bring it down a bit. I'm sorry, Devin. I need two minutes. Now, for those that don't know, SummerSlam has happened. Me and Devin are tallying, going through the tally marks right now. We're seeing who won and we're going through our records right now. So we'll have that out in a minute. But Look, John Cena. Now, for those that don't know, SummerSlam happened on Saturday, the 20th, it was, or the 21st. It was the 21st. And in, in, anyway, look, John Cena got that done to him by the head of the table, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. And John Cena posted a sad tweet. And I got to read this here. Words cannot describe how appreciative I am that the WWE universe allowed me the opportunity to return and perform. Thank you, staff, superstars, and most of all, fans, for giving me an unforgettable summer at home with my family. This journey, the journey takes me away now, but I'll see you soon. No, you won't. No, you won't. You lying to me. John Cena, how long have you been in this? How long has he been wrestling? John Cena's been wrestling close to probably since 03. So that's o two o two two. So what? Close to 18, 19 years. And John Cena's 18, 19 year career. I don't know. I'm bad at math. But in that st- in that's close to two decades of wrestling work that he has done. For the first time in his career, he has made me sad. He has disappointed me. I want to cry. Break it down emotionally. Now look, <laughs> this is. I can go on all day about how John Cena hurt my feelings, but this, this is, this is, this is why. Because not only did he go on a whole month's rant of how he's gonna stay here, he came back because Roman can't do his job. Roman's trash, hot garbage. I'm here because number one, I'm gonna be 17 times the champ is here. You did your whole little slogans. You hugged babies. You threw cereal boxes at everybody. Fruity pebbles at the world, and yet as soon as you lost, you left. You did this, the same thing that you said you wasn't going to do. You Now, you did admit, in, John Cena, in his promo two weeks ago, against Roman, he said he does have a movie to do. 
So when he does win the title, quote unquote, he'll be back. How long is that going to be, John? How long is that going to be? I'll see you soon. How long is that going to be? You, for this man to talk about, I grew up watching this man talk the most garbage, the most filth about part-timers. And now... I, I I only see him on a on a day to day, but not even on a day to day basis. Of close now is getting to a year to year basis. What's happening, Goldberg? <laughs> like this this has literally been the worst, not the worst day of. I ain't gonna go like too far. Like, <laughs> like the it's the worst day of my life. Say this is the worst day of my life because this I'm I'm just really heated because I had to, we had to watch a month of John Cena talk about I'm here because. I'm here to take over. I'm not here for a short time. I'm here for a long time. And I'm going to always be here. John, you're a liar, man. Roman literally, for the past month and a half, and I'm going to end it right here, for the past month and a half, didn't have to say a word. He could have let John Cena run around the ring. I'm going to stay here forever. I'm going to beat you 17 times. All that foolishness that he could have did, that he he was saying. Roman didn't have to say nothing. Because at the end of the day, Roman was going to tear him down, beat him, and then run away from Brock Lesnar. We'll get to that later. But at the end of the day, John Cena, you broke my heart. I didn't expect you to be gone that fast. I thought you was going to be here for a little while longer. Unfortunately, you decided to leave. So uh, this, it's sad to see John Cena go as usual. I will be back and happy but happy with my little Fruity Pebble cereal box and my little, my little John Cena colorful shirt, all that and other. But at the end of the day, man, I'm, I'm, I'm heartbroken. So that's, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry I had to start I'm sorry I had to start off the show like that. Hey. But Devin, how, Devin how, how do you feel about John Cena's departure? I feel like it's something that I saw coming from a mile away. And I mean the man said to himself every time he comes out, you can't see me, and we not gonna see that man for about a good year. So I'm not surprised at all. You know, that's why you don't. Get attached to these part-timers, man. They'll leave you hanging dry. So, in terms of, <laughs> in terms of John Cena, it's funny, though. They always say sometimes you got to be careful or you'll become the very thing that you hate. And I remember when he was talking about The Rock, how he'd come back, he'd do movies, he'd leave, da-da-da, you're a part-timer. And, uh, now look who the part-timer. Uh, what they say in the Dark Knight, you either uh, you either die a hero or you live long enough to become a part timer. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this man. But um, <laughs> I tell you, look, uh, uh, look, because I know you're you were. Let's go into this conversation just real fast. Let's just clown for a second because you're a rock fan. So I already know when the Rock and John Cena met up, you were already if you smell licking all over the microphone, all over the place. I was on the other side. I had the little orange shirt. I had the jean short shorts on. Rudy Pebble. Running into every classroom, sliding underneath, sliding in the classrooms. But so I understand your hatred for John Cena runs deep. So I'm pretty sure you did a backflip when you read that tweet. Like I can I can see you doing a couple. You wanted you wanted to see John Cena get choked out. I'm glad he didn't, but you wanted to see John everything wrong with John Cena. So I understand you're holding in your excitement for the for the sake of the for the sake of my feelings in the show, but look, you, you just got to give me some time. You just got to give 
it's the C Nation. You got to give the C Nation some time. C Nation, I- man. The Heel Turn Podcast. I'm hurt. But let me let me be happy again on a SummerSlam. Let's, matter of fact, no. Let's not be happy. Yeah, I was about to say, because SummerSlam didn't really make me that happy. Put it that way. Yeah, you want to you wanna know what's crazy? Roman Reigns and John Cena. John Cena lost, obviously. Let's just get, get that out the way. Devin, your thoughts on the match? I already know. It was stupid. It was just stupid. Um, I thought the match was pretty good for what it was. Uh, I mean, I feel like it shoot, told the, basically the story of, like, John Cena's popping in here, fresh off the Suicide Squad. Roman's like, hey, I'm about to send this man right back to Hollywood. And that's what happened. You know, John Cena did all his, you know, AA, AA off the rope, AA onto the announce table. That was still not enough. But, you know, putting Roman in, you know, that position of like, yeah, this is that dude. Like, you throw all this stuff at him. He just like I told you, like John Cena, like, why do you think they used to call him Super Cena? Because he would go through all types of stuff and still kick out at that last second. And that's the type of stuff that puts you on that level of like, man. That's like the, you know, ultimate, you don't went through level one, two, three. Now you got the last boss on level nine or something. And now that's Roman. So I feel like the story's pretty much filling out the way it was should have. The way it was should have. The way it should have. And Brock Lesnar came out. <laughs> Suplex John Cena back to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Now. They're like, they're like Brock, we need, we, need him. we need him out of there. He's like, I got him. Suplex City. Now I gotta, I gotta give my exit. opinion on the match. Plus my rebuttal exit. to what you just said. Exit to Hollywood. You you already know where I'm gonna get at with this. So, the first off, I hated the match. Hated the first 15 minutes of the match. The first 15 of the minutes of the match was pretty useless. It didn't start getting pretty much a Roman Reigns match, a usual Roman Reigns match. Roman Reigns did a couple punches, yelled at the fans. Flip did a couple, did a couple little arm drags, Superman punches here and there, yelled at the fans. It was just nothing but Roman Reigns. And he got in the camera. And he got, exactly. Like, it was pretty much Roman Reigns having a conversation with everybody in the arena while John Cena was laid out. For the first 15 minutes, like, this went on for a grip. So this match was pretty, and it's sad to say, and I understand, like, I'm not going to say this was a horrible, like, a horrible thing for this to happen, but it was a pretty protected match. John Cena's Hollywood now. We understand he has to be protected. So John Cena doesn't do, you know, the the most of the stuff he does. He's not attempting a, a middle rope stunner anymore. He's not doing none of that. So I understand. But I felt like it took away from the match a little bit. We did the this typical Roman Reigns match. And to rebut what you just said, did you see the look on Roman Reigns' face when Brock Lesnar's Interest music came because look, I'll set the I'll set the scene for everybody that's sitting at home. Roman Reigns steps over John Cena. He's all happy. Geek got the title up. He heard that electric Brock Lesnar noise. <laughs> Crapped himself. That's what it was. Turned around, turned white. Brock Lesnar got in the ring, got in his face. Roman said, "Yeah, this, this I'm telling y'all what Devin ain't saying. I'm telling y'all what Devin ain't because Devin, according to Devin, Brock Lesnar, my brother." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you tell it. I'm gonna let you tell it. So, so I, I, I want an explanation from you, because 
I ain't got to explain nothing. I'm just going to tell you exactly what happened. Well, then what happened? What happened? So this is what happened. All right, people. Now, this was SummerSlam. It was the main event for the Universal Championship. Stakes are running high. You know what I'm saying? Roman did his job. He did that to John Cena. John Cena ain't just no pushover, though. I know he been in Hollywood and stuff, but he's still John Cena. And still did that. And what I'm trying to get at by this man over here thinking he saw something totally different. Put the match away, you know. It's time to go home now. And then Brock Lesnar, you know, might as well be last minute. Why not? And, of course, you hear that Brock Lesnar guitar thing, whatever that. Everybody going to be like, oh, shoot. Not the tribal chief. Not the head of the table. Not right after you just got done fighting John Cena. That Come man on. probably was tired. He got he Come got AA. Look, look, he got AA through a table off a rope in the rain. That man ain't trying to fight Brock Lesnar. That's not smart. Yeah, no, stop right there. You said it exactly right. That man is not trying to fight Brock Lesnar. Not right, right now. Not right, exactly. not right then. Not right there. If that not was right me, then, I, I would do right the same now. thing. Not tomorrow. He that's like that's like you trying to fight me when I got an arm full of groceries. You trying to tell me because Brock Lesnar, look. We ain't gonna lie, Brock Lesnar has been smacking this dude around for years. Twenty from twenty fifteen to probably twenty like close to seventeen. That's gonna change. Like Brock Lesnar has been beating the brakes off of Roman. That's gonna change. He beat the brakes off of Roman so bad at WrestleMania. He was like, "Why do I even have this title? Vince, take it away from me!" Like he literally just flung it at Vince. What if I'm sick of beating this dude and for this? <laughs> for what? <laughs> take this, Vince. Vincent. That's gonna, gonna be the last round for them. He's, no, and it's gonna be the round that matters. Yes, this is the boss round. He's gonna get stomped if Roman Reigns. Did you see Brock Lesnar, bro? Did you? Yeah, I'm pretty, yes, you've seen him. This man's huge. If he comes he always back, been huge. He, I mean, but let's be honest. Let's be honest, and I do not mean this in a bad way. Brock Lesnar. I, well, he don't know where I live, so it's all cool. Look, he was kind of chubby, like he was swole, but he had a stomach on him. He walked out of the. SummerSlam, this dude was built. This dude is ready to kill somebody. So it's like, if he, like if, if Roman a, gets a tree and swing it at you, <laughs> if I watch Roman Reigns get annihilated for 25 minutes, suplexity this, suplexity that, five F5s here, and Roman's still kicking out, yeah. I might just have to stop watching. I might just have to what? stop SmackDown. Roman has to get away from me. Roman gonna put him in that guillotine. If Roman puts Brock and, Lesnar and wait, and also you gotta think about it. This match they when they have whenever they have it, it's gonna be very different from their previous matches because you gotta think this is a whole different like character of Roman Reigns. Like this Roman Reigns ain't afraid to like bend the rules a bit. Now the old Roman Reigns was just, you know, pretty much I'm the big dog. I want everybody on my side. He don't care about all that now. You got Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman don't switch. I doubt it if he will. You still got the bloodline. I'm not saying he need all that. I'm just saying he has all that. No, it makes perfect sense. And I can see I can see the bloodline helping a lot. Right? If Paul Heyman do turn, the bloodline can come in and help, you know, stuff like that. The bloodline is a clutch resource in, you know, Brock Lesnar being in the way. The thing is, how... When has Brock Lesnar ever started off a match getting beat upon besides Bill Goldberg? Like, since, since coming back in 2012, 
Brock Lesnar has never, there's never been a match where we've seen, besides probably maybe a Samoa Joe match, but that only lasted like nine seconds because Samoa Joe tried to run in, tried to choke him out, and then got the fire. That doesn't count. I don't count that. Brock, Roman Reigns is not going to start this match and beat up on Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns is not going to start off this match winning at all. Brock Lesnar, usually, if Brock Lesnar doesn't bust this man's head open within 20 seconds, then he's going to hit him with a bunch of suplexes. It's either one or the other with Brock. So in saying that, what is typical Roman Reigns matches? You beat him down. You hurt him. You're pretty much annihilating him for the first probably 15 minutes, with the exception of that John Cena match. You can look at that Rey Mysterio match. You can look at his match with Kevin Owens. Roman Reigns is getting annihilated most of this match. It's to the final, what, five, seven minutes? If he beats Brock Lesnar within those five to seven minutes, if I see that on my TV screen, it's a waste. Don't be surprised, man. Don't be surprised when you see the beast down there. Don't be surprised at all with the way it's looking. I'm telling you. Nah. We gotta we got we gotta move on. We gotta we gotta move on. Cause I feel like I know I can see it's hurting you. <laughs> man, that's, I, I haven't this show with any type of positivity whatsoever. Move on. You know what's you know what's crazy? It's finna get worse. Exactly. You already know what I'm finna talk about. It's only the tip of the iceberg, ladies and gentlemen. Cause apparently it was already known that Sasha Banks wasn't competing at SummerSlam. So Sasha Banks was already false advertised and be there. So when they announced her, I thought that was just, okay, she's just chilling in the back and stupid. So that's fine. WWE knew she wasn't medically cleared at all or cleared to just perform whatsoever. So now they throw out Carmella. They throw at Carmella. Why? Why is that a thing? Number one, why did you have the announcer announce this at the last minute? Number two, what's the point of having Carmella out there? Number three, you start up this match. Becky Lynch comes out. We're all hyped, gassed up. She beats up Carmella. So I'm like, okay, now I know why she's there. Like, that makes sense. Becky looks asked for a title shot. She gets it. Hits it with an Irish rock bottom, literally, off the bat. Like, Bianca literally tried to swing on her. She missed. Becky Lynch punched her. No, Becky Lynch tried to shake her hand. And Bianca Belair, like, reached for it, got punched, and then got slammed. Literally, like, a basic slam. I would have definitely took it a three count. I'm definitely, I'm not kicking out of that. Devin, you kicking out of that? I just might. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'll be, I mean, you just might. I ain't going to lie to you. You just might. <laughs> like, you definitely just might. I know for a fact I'm not. Bianca Belair has been, that's literally a basic bump for her. That's literally a basic move. I've seen her, we've literally seen her put on a 20-minute classic. WrestleMania main event, night one classic with Sasha Banks. We like there's no reason for her to get squashed with one weak move. Ah uh, man, I'm telling you, you just named off all the huge boo-boos that they did for that whole title picture right there. I was straight up disgusted. I was just flabbergasted. I felt bamboozled. All them adjectives people throw around when they feel really let down. And Look, like you said, we've seen her in the main event with Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. We've seen her in the Hell in a Cell with Bailey. We done seen, like, really, you trying to tell me this little basic ABC suplex is just ah, foolish. Going to take off. Like, come on now. She had a lot of momentum going. You, you know, she's carrying the title and everything. Then you just had. And that's another thing. People just come out their house and get a title shot. Yeah. Why? 
you got people on SmackDown literally asking for title shots. Then they got, wait, wait, wait. No, ooh, don't get me started. Why did Becky Lynch not get a number one contenders match? True. That's what that should have been, according to, you know, current uh, WWE logic. So. And I remember yeah. we talked about this last week because we talked about Drew McIntyre, how Drew McIntyre beat Bobby Lashley. It was when he was uh, beating, feuding with Bobby Lashley for the championship. Mm-hmm. And Bobby is just like, everybody was complaining. How come Drew is getting so many title shots? That's because every time there was a next man up, Drew was beating him. So as much as it angered us to see Drew continue to win, he's still beating the next man up. Drew still had number one contenders matches. Drew were still beating people who were, if not number two, number three ranked in that Bobby Lashley feud, in that uh, feud with Bobby Lashley. He was taking down Jinder Mahal at the time. He was who he was taking down Randy Orton too. Randy Orton was the next man up. So even Dolph Ziggler. So it's just like there's no explanation as to why Becky can just walk in and be like, you know what, I'm ready. I'm ready. And not only that, Ember Moon has been called up and down, let go, not let go, but she's been called up and down from the NXT to SmackDown to Raw all over the place. Where's her opportunity at? You know, where where does she fit into this criteria? Where's Bailey's injured? Where would Bailey be in this situation? She was just getting squashed a while ago, and she's not even wrestling. So what does that say about their women's division? I don't think Becky Lynch is going to make some huge change at all. I think it'll be a decent title run. I don't think it's going to be a huge change. Like, it could have had a decent impact had it just been executed better than that. Yep. It's just like you basically built up a champion. You show that this champion can be dominant, and then you just bring in somebody and you literally just erase all that credibility away. I'm not saying Bianca's no longer credible. It's just that moment of her championship reign, and you you don't just end a championship reign like that on a like squash type of match you don't squash your champion exactly you know who's pretty much and this is a total totally different i could say totally different but then again it's kind of not kofi kingston exactly kofi kingston got in the ring with brock lesnar literally lasted seven seconds i couldn't even the bianca's match without that long you know thought process of should i shake her hand or not obviously i shouldn't but you know it screw it at SummerSlam. i'm like <laughs> That thought process, that probably makes it, what, a five, six, seven-second match? Foolish. Then, like you said, it takes away all her credibility. We've seen her do amazing things. We were so – and nobody's mad about Becky having the title. Nobody – we just wish there was a 20-minute spectacle, and yeah. then Becky won the title. Exactly. Like, there's nothing, like, against Becky returning. Like, that's awesome. It's just the execution is just wrong. That's all. That's exactly just how you can just really one wrong move. You could just spoil an entire moment that could have been great. Right, exactly. So I want to go into, I want to move away from the negativity now. I do want to get a little positive, a little positive. Get a juice of power of positivity. Just just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just breathing it in. Damian Priest. Damian Priest and Sheamus fought for the U.S. title and Damian Priest came out on top. Shocked me. It really surprised me because Sheamus was on a hot run. Both Sheamus was on a hot run fighting multiple people. Damian Priest is on a hot run fighting the same guys. For I was about to say that. like five, six months. So it's like I did. That's why I bet it against Damian Priest. I didn't. I thought he wasn't used to fighting 
you know, <laughs> I didn't think he was you no know, more than the same two people. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I didn't think his scouting report was right. So, and Sheamus was on a was on a tear. So I didn't expect Sheamus to win, but shout out to Damian Priest though, because he's not he's not a slouch. Still a great performer. Your thoughts? Hey, like you just said, he's not a slouch at all, and I'm excited for this. You know, I just want to see him. You know, get a chance to wrestle other people. You know, not the same Miz and Morrison and a tag team match. Now that also includes Miz and Morrison, and get to see what he's gonna do with this title. You know, I hope he, like I said, can just expand in terms of. I got sick of seeing him fight the same people over and over at every pay per view, hoping he can put on some great U.S. you know championship matches. I'm guessing there may be a rematch for Sheamus coming along. Hopefully that'll be great. All in all, I, I like you know. New changes when they're good, and I feel like this one's good. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah, one one great NXT success story. That's what we like to see. Uh, RK Bro is your new is your new Raw tag team champions. They broke up on Monday Night Raw early in the episode, and then got back together, and was like, Randy, I don't know. Randy got mad, I guess. And threw a tip for tantrum that morning. And it was like, you know what, bro? Let's just get these titles. I'm sorry, bro. I was just playing. <laughs> I do this to everybody. <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> you should know me. Right. Come on now. You ain't watch film, bro. Like, <laughs> you want to be my friend? <laughs> but all in all, they won the tag team titles. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's cool. And I like to see AJ do something else. I would like to see Omos. I don't want nothing bad for Omos. I, I wouldn't prefer him to stay AJ, AJ, AJ's bodyguard or to do something else. But AJ Styles, I'd rather him see him go somewhere else. But RK Bro, don't have a problem at all. No, like in terms of Raw's weird tag team picture, they're pretty much like the most exciting thing in it. So having them hold the belts is the perfect solution for that. Not solution, but the uh, perfect addition for that. Right. So all in all, it's pretty good. Pretty good for the most part. Of the last title change, Charlotte Flair. Now, I don't have a problem with it. She was my pick because obviously, if you literally, if you don't pick Charlotte, I mean, like you see the New England Patriots going to get somebody, like with Tom Brady. You know, you see, you used to see Tom Brady back in the day, and the Patriots going against whoever. You already knew who to pick, obviously. So, Charlotte Flair wins the Raw Women's Champion. Your thoughts? I don't have a problem with it. You already know how I feel. I okay, I do have a problem with it. Uh, only have a problem. <laughs> hey, look, I only have a problem with it because I check I check, I chose uh Nikki Ash only because I felt like if it went back to Charlotte, it's like hot potato with the championship. Like literally, um Rhea just had the championship, then Charlotte has it, then Nikki has it, now Charlotte has it. Where's it gonna go next? Just, I don't know. I just don't like how it's been like right here, you know, three points of a triangle. So I have a question. I mean, I had no, I had no issue with like the outcome. It was just like, I just, it feels like hot potato to me. Now I have a question for you. Now, that's why I, got, I got a question. <laughs> how long is Charlotte Flair's longest title reign? If you had to guess, go by days. Uh, I'm going to say 52. 52 days longest reign. Yeah. Wow. You think she's just filth. Like you just, you just think she's like only holding for a month and a half. 
Nah, to be honest, she has yeah. held the title for 113 days. That's her first reign. That was her first reign and her longest reign. Well, wow. see, I only did it because, like, I just I know like her reigns be kind of iffy. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was like fifty-two. Cool. No, I, I'm agreeing <laughs> with you. Now, if you had to guess how how long is uh the her longest combined reign? Where's her longest combined reign at? I want to say. I got this whole stink look of a thing. Oh. 210 days. 210, close. 242 days. Yeah. I was in the ballpark. She was women's champion. Now, her reigns are short. For her to be, what, 11-time champion? Like, that's short. Yeah, I would at least expect seven years. Like, you know, like, that's on average. Just let me uh, put this out here. Now, look, Charlotte Flair, don't think I'm trying to disrespect you because I'm definitely not. (laughs) Don't let this man's guessing game make you think I'm trying to disrespect you. <laughs> I was just go here trying to turn the shovel and everything. No, I wasn't like trying to. I was just asking <laughs> this man a question. He uh, 52. I was like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, 52? That's like a month and a half. I just be hearing people talking about how short her reigns is. I'm like, well, she maybe was like 52. I'm like, dang. Her I'm first like, reign. But there's so many reigns she had. It's like, I forgot all about the first. I'm like, just imagine you fell a drug test. You come back. Charlotte ain't even champion. Like, he's trying to lose. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like, what again? I was like, when did this happen? <laughs> 53 <laughs> days? Dang. Who booking this? <laughs> Evan Lee Crown? <laughs> you open the like door. That. It's me. Oh, hey. I'm like, Jesus. But on to, I want to go to the very last topic, the very last, most likely newsworthy and most exciting thing that I want to talk about. Because <laughs> this cracks me up. Bobby Lashley and Bill Goldberg. <laughs> Bobby Lashley and Goldberg had their match. It was a pretty much all basic match. A couple botches from Goldberg, the usual. And it's not to, you know, demean him or anything. Just, I don't want to see him in the ring. Just don't want to see him in the ring. That's just how it is. But all in all, Bobby Lashley destroys Goldberg's leg. Goldberg isn't selling none of it. Like, he's selling it, but not to the extent he's... Bobby Lashley is a huge human being. It's swinging around this huge chair, just beating Goldberg, a 52 close to 50 year old man just just tearing up his knee with this chair and Goldberg is still able to crawl and move around with his knee and carry his son up and do everything like no Goldberg I'm sorry you're not Superman nor nor are you nor are you Roman Reigns even the Roman Reigns did that that makes sense okay that's fine Goldberg I'm sorry you're not that guy you're not that guy at all you're not that guy pal trust me you're not that guy so not only mentioning that this man no sold, kind of sold a knee injury, but as he's getting his knee pretty much decimated by Bobby Lashley, uh, a, a fan or so we say that we don't know yet comes in, try to put Bobby like a chokehold, trying to stop him. Bobby literally just picks him up by two fingers, like you know you do like small little things, put him in a little hurt lock, throw him on the ground. Turns out it's Bill Goldberg's son, so. Goldberg, so we're literally watching his son. <laughs> his son sold that so great because his son literally fell like a family guy character and just laid there like forever. And then <laughs> Goldberg picks him up and he's still looking dazed. I'm like, he, de- he needs a 10-day contract. WWE got to hook this man up with a 10. They need to give him the dominant contract. 
I'm like, we might just have to fight for custody for that kid. Like, they might just have to fight for custody. Okay. But all in all, I thought I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was hilarious. MVP, MVP grabbed the mic. He, uh, uh, yeah, uh, we didn't know that was a kid. <laughs> he said, let's Oops. get up out of here. And just, My bad. <laughs> that was hilarious. That whole thing was awesome. I loved it. Man, watching the match, I just was thinking, I was like, man, I'm expecting this short match. I'm not seeing it going past seven or eight minutes. And, I mean, it went longer than I thought it was going to go. Because I really didn't want no long match between those two. I really did not. Because the longer it was going to go, I knew the worst it could probably turn out. But it didn't turn out too bad. You know what was crazy? Was that anytime Goldberg had any offense, that crowd was just like, no. Like they would stand up and just literally boo, like, no, we, we don't want to see this man with this uh WWE championship. I thought that was crazy. Like Bobby's supposed to be like the heel, obviously, in this uh feud. And like literally they're cheering for him, like when he's on offense, like, yeah, we don't want to see Goldberg with that championship. That was just something I just when I was watching, like, wow, like I'm seeing everybody stand up, like, no, sit down. But, exactly. It. Like, hey, no, get out of here. You know what's crazy? Mm-hmm. I think I can only name, and please, please, off the top of your head, name, with the exception of Sting and Ric Flair, they are the only two wrestlers over 50 that were still able to go, that were still full-time, on the road, traveling, still going. Now, can you agree with that? Yeah. And, and now, here's the crazy part. Ric Flair is old, old. So <laughs> don't make it seem like I'm like trash. No, I mean, you're not wrong. That's it's just the truth is just like, well, dang. Like he old, he's elderly. So the crazy yeah, like part, he a piece of dirt and not just <laughs> no, he just old. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he a pile of ash just like in a row. <laughs> nah, like how old is Rick? Rick Flair is 72. Rick Flair is 72 years old. Ten years ago, when was his retirement match? That was 08. 08. 10 years ago was 2011. 08. So that's three years ago. That's 13 years. Was So he retired at like, like, what, 58, 57, around that age? Yeah. So 57, 58, he retired. That was his retirement match with Rick, with Shawn Michaels. Now, he was still full-time. Oh, yeah. He was he was still able to go. Sting was an impact. Nobody was watching, but he was still going. Like That's the crazy full-time. part. Why? Why are we? Why are you paying millions of dollars for a part timer that can't move, that can't go? <laughs> I could understand you giving Ric Flair millions of dollars at the time, giving Sting millions of dollars at the time. Why are you giving part timers this money when they can't provide or they can't even live up to the money that they're making? Yeah, man, yeah. Because exactly like towards the end, you know, Goldberg, you know, realizes that Bobby, you know. Choked out his son. And he's like, I'm, I'm gonna kill you. And I'm like, if it'll do it this year, your contract, <laughs> your matches is done for this year. So I'm like, yeah, this could be a storyline that could just be forgotten about by next year. Right. Exactly. Uh, so. I could see if he was full time, I'd be like, well, maybe we'll see what's gonna happen tomorrow. But nah, he only got two matches a year. He exactly. <laughs> he's on Instagram posting. You need to count your days. No, we count the days when you could come. We back already count. We count the days to like, next year. Right now, what? It's about to be September. 
October, November, December, January, February. But you got you got at least you four got months left. You got four months left to get your revenge. So I, I mean, four months on the bright side, just be mad. I'm like on the bright side though. His son can recover. His son got four months to recover, be healthy, so he could get his revenge on Bobby. Like, <laughs> but <laughs> at the end of it all, I thought it was pretty funny, and I'm happy Bobby retained, even though it was kind of a no burner. But we gotta move on. The Heel Turn Podcast. Because NXT is discussing a new format. They're trying to, first off, we talked about it two weeks ago. They wiped out all of their, pretty much their indie stars from Roderick Strong to Mercedes Martinez to Bronson Reed. A lot of, a lot of stars. And now Nick Khan, he wants to have an NXT rebrand and that's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. Are you ready to see this NXT rebrand? Pretty much how I envision it, I, I envision it as like OVW or like they're trying to turn NXT back to like, you know, a televised OVW or FCW. Do you see that or am I being like stupid? No, I mean, that's exactly where it's probably heading. You're right. And I'm personally not ready for this change because I like NXT the way it was, but I get it. They feel that. They're not moving the needle as much, and they want to try a different approach. And it's already set in motion, so I can't can't really stop it. So we just have to see how it turns out. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's going to pretty much be like a televised OVW type of scene. And they're trying to just, you know, get these guys raw, you know, and build them up their own way. Right. And I, to an extent, I can understand where WWE is coming from, you want to be the big, the big brand. I understand that you don't want to be the greatest wrestling show. You want to be probably the greatest show. Yes, you know, Raw, SmackDown, NXT itself. So you get rid of the people who, first off, you build up stars like The Rock, Stone Cold. The Undertaker made his way through WCW first. So did Stone Cold. Well, but like you have all these superstars. Like Kevin Nash and them, who WWE have molded from the ground up and made them stars off of their wrestling ability. People like John Cena, who had to go through OVW and had to, and Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and then they had to go through FCW. They're making their rest, their style of wrestling known. So when Triple H brought them theater thugs, them <laughs> when, when Triple H brought them hooligans over and pretty much they the indies and they got their own style of wrestling. They changed up the whole style of wrestling. I could see Miss McMahon looking down, you know, from the Raptors, like, what the hell is this? Like, who did you bring into my house? I, you bring, okay, we're going to call him up, but. They didn't take their shoes off, none of that. Right, exactly. He's all right. So Triple H walk up here. Hey, man, I got this Ricochet dude. Man, I got this Andrade. I got this Apollo Crews guy. Miss McMahon, okay, cool. He an Indies dude. I bet. I'm going to treat him right. No, I'm not. Because number one, he, he got popular on his own. Vince McMahon didn't make him. He didn't get over by himself. That man, everybody from Zach, from, and this is just examples, like Zach Ryder and Shisuke Nakamura, people who have, even Austin Aries, I'm going to go throw it back to Austin Aries, Kenta, Kenta himself, Hideo Itami. They came with their own buzz. And then when they got called up, they did nothing. Nothing was done for them and their character. None of them NXT call-ups that are indies, they're either let go or they're, treated to look stupid 
So if they're if Vince McMahon don't release them, they're going to want to get out about themselves in the first place. I can understand why Vince McMahon wants to he wants to keep his own style of wrestling. That's how I see it. And this it's just stupid. And I don't want to see I don't want to see NXT or Raw or SmackDown destroyed because Vince McMahon doesn't like their style of wrestling or because they're indies. And that's the other side. It should be the forbidden door should have been gone a long time ago. You hit all the right points. And I agree. You know, it's like people come in with their own buzz and it's like, no, we make your buzz. Do you don't bring in your own buzz? The only person I feel recently that has came in with his own buzz and actually got to, you know, hit the ground running was AJ Styles back in 2016. Yep. At the Royal Rumble, you know, people see phenomenal. They just went crazy and he went on from there. He didn't have to stop in NXT and you know, feel with people there, get the NXT championship, hold it, you know, for, I'm not trying to take down for people who went that route. It's nothing wrong with that. But for somebody like him who had his own buzz outside of WWE to just be able to go ahead and just get into it. I don't see really why rare. it was with the divide, why it was with the divide. But all in all, I'm glad that there was some type of togetherness for a split second, whether it was just WWE grabbing talent that was that was the buzz around town. I just I'm just praying with the remaining people that they have. They're great wrestlers. Keith Lee, Keith Lee is a great indie wrestler. If you get rid of him, that's foul. You get rid of Adam Cole, Adam Cole, we don't even know if he's signed anywhere. So that's that's big in itself. Adam Cole might be all elite by tomorrow, by Sunday, Saturday, whatever their next pay-per-view is, September 5th. So I don't I don't know. This is this is tough. Now now we gotta go to the very last subject of the matter, the very last topic. The Heel Turn Podcast. Cause I'm sorry, Devin. I feel like I've been ranting all day. And I might just have a month. You had a lot to get off your chest. And I see you in pain. (laughs) (laughs) This is the place for it. This is the place for it. Yes, exactly. I'm sorry. I don't mean not at your job, not at your house, not in the car, but here on the Hill Turn podcast. I'm telling you, it's great because right now we got to we got to get it to Kerry and Cross. Not only did he get muscle bustered, whatever they call that, I think it's called a muscle muscle buster. Yeah, muscle buster. Yep, yeah, muscle bustered to sleep a couple nights ago on NXT Takeover 36. Samoa Joe is now a three time. NXT champion. That, I think that's cool. I think that's great. But not only that, Karrion Cross showed up on Monday Night Raw after waking up from his slumber, muscle buster slumber, and was like, you know what? Cool. I got I got beat up. Let me let me let me get this mad. Let me get some mask and chains. And let me let me just be a whole different person. This man dressed in like a he looked like he was ready for some type of like sexual war like like he looked like it just looked like he was just on like a weird war path like it was just like if i seen him at like a hot topic like he looked like he shop at hot topic like if i seen him at hot topic like i i got nothing i got nothing to say at all devin what was your what was your thoughts on his outfit why where's his wife where's his wife at it's a lot of questions. Where is that and where is that exactly? Where is his wife? Where is these, these ideas coming from? I want to just, I just want to know what was wrong with how the men look before. Why you got to change stuff? 
That's like Keith Lee when he got called up. You got to change his music. Why don't you just, if it ain't broke WWE, put the tools down and stop trying to fix it. Leave some stuff alone. Leave carrying across the lawn. He was perfectly fine the way he was dressed. Then you, you take away his wife. You take away his cold entrance. And you expecting people to see this guy and go, oh, my God. It's like a whole nother character. It's like a reboot or something. It's a sad reboot. It's very sad. I, I, I was disgusted. See, here they go again. Want to start changing this and changing that. I bet you next thing you know, he's going to have a different uh theme music. They might not even call him Carrying Cross. His name just might just be Cross for now. Cross. It's like just like Riddle. Exactly. It's like Ali. Just, and the only person hand. that the only person that hasn't been touched yet is Rhea Ripley. So let's let's hope she keeps know. that. She just maybe called Rhea. And here's here's I want to ask you this important question because it was on my mind when I was watching this match. Because I ain't gonna lie to you, I was kind of bored. I was kind of bored at Karrion Cross's performance and saying that is Karrion Cross entertaining to you? Is he an entertaining figure? Do you like to watch him wrestle? Do you want to see him? As champion, do you see him as a big time guy in the WWE? When he's booked right from the Devin Crimes experience, yeah, uh, yeah. When I could see him being a dominant uh superstar when he's uh placed in the right situations, and when you got him undefeated in NXT, then he gets beaten by a roll up. I get it, Jeff Hardy was a veteran in that match, storyline wise. I get that, but still, don't. Don't have high standards here, but also want to feed in low standards underneath. And I feel, yeah, I definitely feel he could make it on the main roster and have an impact. Just don't, don't give him this package that you're giving him right now. Like he was perfectly fine with his wife and just the way his image was already. Leave it alone. You know, have him feel with the right people, have him be dominant, you know, and you know, show that he's. I guess they still wanted to by having him squash Ricochet. They really messed up his momentum, and people, you know, obviously watching it every week are going to be like, what the heck? Like, you lost to Jeff Hardy, and you lost to Keith Lee, and this 50-50 booking just, it's not going to help you build no character to be dominant, because at the end of the day, if it's 50-50, somebody else was able to best him on another day. And I ask you that question because, to be honest, the past couple, a good amount of carrying cross matches I've been watching, I've been bored. I've been bored. When they, when the key, when him and Keith Lee fought in NXT for the NXT title, everybody was saying that Keith carrying cross got exposed. Then we came out that his shoulder was injured. Then he came back. His last match was born. I, I believe his triple threat match when he disappeared. And everybody was like, oh, well, that's just to save him from wrestling because he's trash. And then I watched this match. Yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling this dude. Then I watched his raw matches. I seen I went back and watched his Jeff Hardy matches. I went back and watched his Keith Lee matches. Nah, I'm not feeling this dude whatsoever. Do I I'm not saying I don't want him to be champion. I'm not saying I don't want him to be great. I want him to be a mid-carder. If anything, that's how I see him. Because to me, right now, I'm just not intrigued with him. Not 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 even if he didn't come out with that. The interest is cold. But now the wrestling to me has been really eye opening, and that's just me. That's just how I see it. But now, there's one thing we do have to get into this dream match. I like this man put the whole microphone in his mouth. The Heel Turn Podcast.
gentlemen, I'm bringing you this dream match from the great mind of Devin Lee Grimes Jr. And I'm just really pulling out some weird tricks out of the bag for this one. This dream match we have in one corner, the Heartbreak Kid, HBK, I guess that's the same thing. Shawn Michaels, the Hall of Famer, versus the head of the table, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. You know what's crazy? I just can't imagine. Shawn I want to see this match at WrestleMania just to help it even more. Oh, yeah. But the crazy thing is, I just can't see Shawn Michaels being dominant offensively knowing that Roman Reigns is going to get beat up in the first 15 minutes if we're talking like all out Roman Roman like he's going to get beat down the first 15 20 minutes I just I can I just don't see Shawn Michaels tearing him down that well offensively so Shawn Michaels I think the diving elbow will be effective I think he will get a couple sweet shit musics from out of nowhere definitely for sure I can see him even reversing a spear out of it at the end of the day i still think he gets choked out even with everything he does everything Shawn michaels does i still think at the end of the day he gets choked out by the tribal chief roman reigns because roman reigns I, he has it all at this point he has it all at this point he knows how to methodic methodically take you down not only that he's sick it's been psychotic how many times have we seen a two count and this man literally just sit here and talk to himself. Come on now, how can you do this to me? Oh my God, I'm Roman Reigns. He in the zone. He in the zone, exactly. So I can't see Shawn Michaels getting into that same zone. Roman Reigns is a savage when it comes. So if we're talking about heel Roman, that's ultimate savagery. I have it. The, the closest of the closest piece of savagery Shawn Michaels has is throwing people through glass. Throwing people through glass, whether that's or Marty Jannetty or Chris Jericho. So, or you'll put a trash can on your head. <laughs> Go on the ladder. Have his elbow on your head. All no, while you over the age of 50. Exactly. He ain't care who you were. You think they went to like, because Triple H and Vince Man obviously got to hang out. You think Shawn Michaels be at the house, like just chilling, knowing mm -hmm. that they like kicked each other in the face, like, jumped off the ladder? Hey, Vince, remember when I, uh, <laughs> Jump off the ladder on your head. <laughs> you're in. Great signs, huh? I'm telling you. I'm pretty sure they do. Be kicking it back with some mirrors, talking about different spots they had. But it's man, crazy. looking at the Heartbreak Kid, Mr. WrestleMania, the man who's uh, made a event with uh, Undertaker back to back, uh, Kurt Angle. I'm, I'm naming these matches, and so he took L's. <laughs> I win. I win. I think that's the ultimate. Like, <laughs> I mean, really, man, it's head of the table. My, okay, I'm glad you said your, the way you brought that up. You've been saying this for a while. Why do you keep saying Roman just go talk everybody out? Well, lately, literally, he just been pinning people. Okay, he been he stacked up. I mean, he, he, I mean, he do, but I, I, I love that he has that in his arsenal. But I be thinking like, I be, you be making me expect he gonna choke somebody out. Then I see I mean, him pinning, and I be kind of let down. You be lowering, you be hyping my expectations, and then I get disappointed. Well, think about Shit. it. He stacked up. Fault. He stacked up Edge and Daniel. Then he choked out Daniel. Then he choked out Ray. Then he choked out Cesaro. Like, I mean, I, I, I can't. I can't expect this man to not choke anybody out. He also pinned Edge. He pinned 
and John Cena. I just wanted to bring that on the air. Like you make me feel like every Roman Reigns match is gonna end in a chokeout. Like I, mean, I feel like if he think- go against Brock Lesnar, he gonna choke him out. He go against Goldberg, he gonna choke him out. Like I just that was just one of my little heel turn gripes. I'm like, this man will be hyping me up on chokeouts. And I don't see choke out. Like Bobby Lashley be saying he gonna choke somebody out. And he pin somebody. I mean, what a choke out! Isaiah's hype me up on these choke out. I know people probably think like, "Why is Devin so obsessed with people getting choked out?" I'm like, "It's Isaiah's." It's because he's trying to deter from this dream match. I promise I'm not. I just had a little pick. I, I just had a little bone. I had to pick. I was gonna say, I pick the bone. <laughs> pick your bones. That's like that's like that's like when the when the script go, when the script it flip. <laughs> I thought I thought you was gonna go off on another like evil promo. Like nah, I mean this dream match, I would love to see it on the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania. Just you know, I feel like those are two great workers right there. Like both at the best, Romans on a whole nother level now. And shoot, I can't like I said, I can't go against the head of the table. It's gonna be a great match, but if Roman is that guy, whether he chokes him out or not. Yeah, Roman for the win. Roman for the win. Now we're running low on time. Devin, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, all the Hill Turn fans in the community. We had a very uh so-so summer slam in a pretty decent takeover 36 that is behind us usually summer slam is like the season restart for wrestling that was another thing they always used to go like oh we're just welcome to the season premiere of smackdown i'm like it's literally the same stuff going on i don't look at wrestling in seasons that was just one thing i had to bring up but um yeah we're on that other half of the year of wrestling and WWE shifted all these pay-per-views around now Extreme Rules is coming up where I'm so accustomed to Extreme Rules coming after WrestleMania but hey I guess they like to change things they're changing NXT they're changing the pay-per-view they're changing uh, everything so y'all gonna be with us on this ride we gonna tell you what we think what we like what we hate we gonna watch Isaiah's cry every uh, week and it's gonna be great. Okay, maybe we don't want to watch Isaiah's cry, but uh, if he do, I will have a Kleenex on hand, and I will ship him all the way to Goodyear. See, he gave out my location. <laughs> See, come on now, Brock Lesnar gonna come get Brock you. Man, they gave out my location. Now I'm really <laughs> finna get you. You take this whole rant. Hey, you talk about choking people out. They don't choke nobody out. Now I'm finna get choked out. See, man, talking. Brock Lesnar, you gonna be walking in the where he gonna be, <laughs> especially like today. City. Especially today, I went off on John Cena. What? Like, hey, you ain't gonna see him come. I ain't, man. <laughs> he gonna come you up to you. You ever that. seen Fred, bro? Fred, the oh, movie. Yeah. Like John Cena only showed up in this man's imagination. That's gonna yeah, be John. You, you worried about that, John Cena? I'm thinking about the Marine John Cena coming up to 12 you. Twelve rounds, John Cena. Peacemaker John Cena coming up to you. I'm telling you. But not thank everybody. Thank you for listening. Sorry, it was a bit negative. We'll tone it up a little bit. I'll be a whole lot nicer. Devin will be the same old good guy, baby face that he is for the most part until he starts losing. Then you're going to really see his true colors, but that's fine. Thank you so much for listening. Jazz Lane, take us out. Thank you for 
for listening to the Heel Turn Podcast. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify every Saturday for more wrestling news and to be a part of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Heel Turn Podcast and on Twitter at underscore the Heel Turn.